Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this weekend uh, to our online service. So glad you're with us. My name's Nate, one of the pastors here. And there's something special about this weekend, and there's something special about this week right after Christmas. You know, the work kind of slows down a little bit. Uh, we got New Year's Eve coming up, and so it's just not a full work week. Bowl games are starting to come on. You actually get to take back the gift that you got that you didn't want so you can get what you really want. It is a special, special week. And uh, well, I was thinking about this week, and I was actually thinking about my favorite Christmas movie, which is A Christmas Story. I know there's really no plot to it. It's just I watched it as a kid, and it's on 24 hours a day on TBS, and I watch it every year. But my favorite scene in that movie is not when, you know, Ralphie shoots his eye out. It's not when he gets his BB gun. My, my favorite scene in this movie is the last scene. And, and this is a picture of the scene. It's when Christmas is over and the house is quiet and everything has settled down. And it's just this picture outside the house with the snow falling and the family sitting, admiring the lights. There's something about it. Either they were excited for Christmas to come. We were excited for Christmas to get here. I don't know about you, but I think it was November 4th that I put up my Christmas tree. I was ready for Christmas to be here. And then we're also kind of glad when all the celebration is over and all the gatherings kind of calm down and we can kind of catch our breath. And today, as we know this is a special time for us, there's something in Scripture in the Nativity story that God has for us to help us process during this time. It's a little tucked away piece of the Nativity story that oftentimes we don't talk about, but I really believe what we're going to look at today, it's only one verse, all right? I'm keeping it simple. I know it's the weekend after Christmas. I'm just going to keep it to one verse today. But this verse in the Nativity story has the power to help us process this entire year. That's why we're doing this series called Hindsight's 2020. But not just to process 2020, but it also has the power to help us prepare for 2021. It's in Luke chapter two. It's just kind of tucked away in there. And let me tell you about what's happened before we look at it. Uh, Mary and Joseph, uh, they are in really what some people believe either a cave or a barn because there was no room in the end. It's not a fairy tale kind of Christmas moment where they're nestled by the fire. It's a pretty loud, dirty place. And then a bunch of shepherds show up. Nothing like shepherds in the labor and delivery unit. Here Mary is, she's just given birth to a newborn baby who is the King Jesus. Shepherds, they show up and they declare that the angel of the Lord has appeared to them. That is good news for all people. We talked about this joy for everybody. And it's in this crazy scene with shepherds and another story of an angel and probably cows are mooing and a newborn baby and kind of the chaos of Christmas. And then in Luke chapter two, verse 19, this is what it says. We, we, we can't miss this verse. It said, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Christmas had come to earth. Jesus, the king, is here, and Mary takes a moment to treasure up all these things and ponder them in her heart. I don't know about you, but I've heard a lot of people say, I'm ready to trash 2020 and let's get on to 2021. Can I just encourage us for a moment today? What if instead of trashing 2020, 
What if we took time to treasure up all that Jesus has done in and through us in 2020? Literally, that word treasure up just means to collect and to guard and to hold tight. In this moment of everything being overwhelming, Mary steps back and she collects the goodness of God, the grace of God. She has had a crazy year herself, just like you and I have had. She was visited that year by an angel that said, hey, I know you're planning to get married to Joseph. Here's the deal. The Lord has found favor upon you. You're gonna give birth to the Savior. This is gonna be an incredible ride. Her, her fiance, Joseph, hears about it. He's planning to divorce her. He changes his mind. She thinks she's gonna be a single parent. Now he's with her. Then they travel and they have to go back to Bethlehem. They give birth to a son. <laughs> an angel shows up to shepherds in a year, wise men, are going to show up. This is a crazy journey. And she takes time to treasure up God's goodness. I think this is a great thing for us to do in this moment is to pause and to take time. Matter of fact, that's why I'm filming in someone else's house, because I know right now my house is a wreck. And I'm like, let's, let, let's film this sermon in somebody else's house so we can treasure up Christmas, so we can treasure up how good God has been. Matter of fact, that's why we do communion every week in our services. When we do communion, when we take the bread and the juice, what we're saying is this, hey, time out. Let us treasure up Jesus. Here's what we need to remember about Jesus in this season. This is what Luke chapter two, verse 19 tells us when, when it says that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered in her heart. You know what they're saying in this moment? That Jesus is to be enjoyed, not just endured. Sometimes we just endure this Christmas season Let's get through this week. Let's get on. Mary, in this moment, enjoyed Jesus, treasured Jesus, treasured up who he is, treasured up all the things that are going on. See, this is why we talk about being in God's word every day, because every day when we open God's word, you know what we're doing? We're not just trying to gain God's love. What we're doing is we are treasuring up Jesus. I love what my life group has done through this month. Somebody in our life group, they, they said, hey, what if, you know, there's 24 chapters in the book of Luke. What if we read a chapter a day in December so that when December 25th hit, we will have read the gospel of Luke and we know why we're celebrating Christmas. And it has been a phenomenal conversation piece. And you know why? Because we're just treasuring up Jesus. We're treasuring up the stories of Jesus. We're going, oh yeah, no God, this is what you came to do. Oh wow, Jesus, this is what you did in their life. This is what you're doing in my life. Let me ask you a question just for a moment here. What have you treasured up in 2020? Think about it for a moment. Well, what have you collected in your heart and in your mind this year? Just be honest. Just think about what, what's, some, some, what's a normal gut reaction? What, what's a couple first words that come to your mind? Is it pain? Is it loss? Anger? Fear? Worry? Doubt? Frustration? Can I throw a few more in there maybe for us to treasure up? What about grace? What about mercy? What about love? What I'm finding personally is this, the more I treasure up Christ, the more it tears down my calloused heart. The more I treasure him up, 
The more I collect Jesus, the more I take time to ponder him, the more I take time to soak in him, in his love, in his grace, in his mercy, in his presence, the more the callousness falls off my heart. Matter of fact, one of the greatest chapters of the Bible is Ephesians chapter two. Paul just goes on a rant about the grace and the mercy of God, and he is just treasuring up Christ, treasuring up Christ, treasuring up Christ. I love what it says in Ephesians chapter two, verses four through five. It says, but because of his great love for us, do you hear him treasuring up Christ there? But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ when we were dead in transgressions. And it is by grace you have been saved. We are not saved by our good works. We are not saved by our good behavior. We are saved by the grace and mercy of Christ. And this is what Mary's doing in this moment. She is treasuring up all that Jesus is. I want to ask you, this week, a lot of times, people start making New Year's resolutions. And uh, in the middle of January, uh, we are going to start a church-wide six-week series through the Gospel of Mark. And the simple title is this, Yes. That's, that's the name of our church-wide series. I know our creative time, my brain, it came up with it. I know, can you imagine how creative that was? No, but what, what we really did is we boiled down and we said, what if we said yes to Jesus more than anything else we said yes to in 2021? And I wanna invite you, before you plan your New Year's resolutions, and, and before you, uh, like me, normally make the resolution to say, I'm not gonna make a resolution, just hold off on that. And I wanna invite you. I wanna invite you to say yes to Jesus in the new year. I wanna invite you to begin to treasure him up because here's what happens. When we treasure him up, our reflection gives us direction. You may wanna write that down. See, this is why we treasure up Jesus. Our reflection gives us direction. A lot of times we, we wanna have deflection. We don't wanna have reflection. We wanna deflect everything that we've gone through. We wanna forget about it. We wanna kind of put that in the corner. We don't wanna bring that up. Let's not talk about that. But actually the Christian life is all about reflection. It's all about us looking back to what Christ has done. It's all about us remembering how he has saved us, how he is leading us forward. That's what Mary's doing in this passage. But she treasured up all these things this reflection, and here's why. In Mary's life, she had a lot she needed to reflect on. She gets visited by an angel. She gives birth to the Savior. She raises him. At 30, he starts a ministry. At 33, he's killed. Then he's resurrected. Then the Holy Spirit comes, and then the church begins. And the only way you and I keep having faith is this, that we take time for reflection. Because when we reflect on who God is, when we begin to listen to what he's doing, he actually gives us direction. He points us in the way forward. It's Socrates that says it this way. I love his quote. He says, the unexamined life is not worth living. Powerful, isn't it? The unexamined life, it's not worth living. And when we examine Christ, we actually find the life that is worth living. 
a life that changes us, a life that heals us in the midst of our pain, a life that fuels us into the passion that God created us for, a life that gives us forgiveness so that we can forgive one another. See, this was the hallmark of the church. The hallmark of the church said every nation is invited to be a part of the church. Every nation has a role to play in the kingdom of God. Every person finds their identity in Jesus. And only in Jesus do we find the kindness and the love that the world actually desires. But that comes through reflection and it moves us into direction. And then this is what it says right after that. It says that she pondered these things in her heart. And I, I went, okay, is that just a, a word to, I'll think about it. You ever heard somebody, you know, you ask them for that, or, you know, maybe parents, you had your kid ask you for something that you just went, uh, you can't buy a PS5, right? There, there is no way for me to get that. Or, or somebody makes just a ridiculous ask at Christmas. And, and what we tell them is this, I, I'll think about it. it. It's our kind way of saying, there is no way <laughs> you're gonna get that, but I'll just think about it. When in this passage, it says that Mary pondered this in her heart, it's not that she just took time to think about it and that was it. Actually, that word ponder means to wrestle. She had to begin to wrestle with the reality that Jesus is king. And if Jesus is king, then that means he's the Lord of her life. I think a lot of times we'll have thoughts about Jesus but we'll actually never wrestle with Jesus in our hearts. See, that's what Christmas is all about. It's not just that he's here, he's here to be king. We treasure up Christ and then we allow Christ to be our king and we begin to move forward. We begin to take shape. Jesus even says this about our hearts. This is why it's so important that we wrestle with Jesus being the king of our heart. Jesus says this, out of the overflow of our hearts, what? The mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of what's going on inside of you, you speak and you live. You build people up or we tear people down. See, this is why Mary, when it says that she didn't just treasure all these things up, she also pondered them in her heart. She didn't just think about it. She wrestled with it. See, that's what faith is. Faith is you and I wrestling. We are all in process, growing and maturity, becoming more like Christ, taking him to heart. Uh, my wife uh, loves her, her. One of her favorite authors is uh, Ann Voskamp. She had this quote that kind of stopped me in my tracks this Christmas season because I'm thinking about pondering Christ in my heart. And this was the quote. She said, unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. Let me say that again. Unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. I think this is oftentimes why we struggle when we go through hard things in life. We may have never said it before to God, but when they are unmet, there's a deep resentment. I think one of the greatest things that we can do this year is allow Jesus in and on, in our unspoken expectations. And see, what happens is Jesus begins to speak into it. He clarified for his disciples, John 16, he says this. He said, hey, in this world, you will have trouble. If you're going through trouble today, just know Jesus clarified that. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world, meaning this. 
are pondering paves our path. See, reflection gives us direction. When we begin to think about Christ, we begin to go, oh, no, no, no. No, he is who we need to treasure up. My life needs to be about him, but then you and I need to begin to wrestle with Christ in our hearts and allow him to lead us into our daily life, into every situation, into every relationship, into every thought. And what happens is when we begin to ponder, we begin to pave the path. We begin to lay out what Jesus has for us to do, for us to walk in. See, this is how we go into 2021 with hope because we are pondering Christ. We are letting him rule in our heart. We are wrestling with who he is and who we are and going, Jesus, I'm gonna submit to you. I'm gonna follow you and I'm gonna walk Walk in the ways that you have. Matter of fact, that's the entire story of the Bible. The entire story of the Bible is that you and I, all of creation, would allow God to redeem us because one, he is our creator and he sent Jesus to be our savior. Uh, my favorite verse about this that really helps me understand what does it look like to allow Jesus to be king actually comes from Jeremiah chapter six. And this is really where I wanna get real practical with you. Some of you are going, Nate, I love it. This idea, okay, reflection gives direction. I get it. I need to ponder Christ because, man, that's going to pave my path. How do I do it? Jeremiah chapter 6, it lays out some real practical things for you and I to do today. And I want to invite you, after I'm done here in a moment, and I pray for us, I really want to encourage you to begin to take some time, whether it's immediate, that would be the best option, or this week, to reflect on this. What's happening in the book of Jeremiah is God has raised up this prophet to speak to his people, Israel, because they've, they've quit reflecting on who God is. They've quit pondering who God is. And guess what? They've gone away from God. I love how D.A. Carson says it this way. Uh, he says this, he goes, if you realize we don't drift towards holiness. You ever realize that? None of us begin to drift. Wow, my goodness, I'm in the best shape of my life. Well, what'd you do? I don't know. I'm just in it. That ain't how it happens. That's not how we grow in Christ. I don't know what's happened. I've gone to church every week this year. No, 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 that's not how it happens, man. We have to plan that. We have to prepare for that. And what happens is in Jeremiah chapter six, God speaks to Jeremiah and says, here's what I want you to tell the people. Listen to what he says. He wants them to walk in his ways. Says this in verse 16. Says, This is what the Lord says Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And then listen, and you will find rest for your souls. Do you hear what God's saying to him? Hey, I'm here. I want you to ponder me. I want you to look to me. I want you to ask me about the good way to go. I've got a good way for you to go. You don't need to fear 2021. I've got a good way for you. It's called the kingdom of God. I've got a good way for you to go. And here's what happens. When you go my way, man, it is gonna provide rest for your souls. Doesn't mean everything exterior is gonna work out well and all things, all the problems are gonna go away. But man, your soul's gonna have rest. Listen to how it ends. But you said, this is Israel, we will not walk in it. Not going to walk in it. And Israel missed out on all that God had for him. Missed out on their king. See, this is why this Christmas, we can't just celebrate that Christ 
came into the world, we also have to remember Christ is with us now in the world. Here's a couple simple things for us to begin to process this, to really help us reflect and us to really ponder who Christ is and let him be king. This is what the text says. Just a couple simple words. It's this. Look, ask, walk, rest. Look, ask, walk, and then rest. You know what's fascinating? A lot of times we want to rest first, then we'll start doing some things, then we'll maybe ask God for something, and then we're going to look to see. And the order gets flipped. He said, the first thing you need to do is this, Israel, first thing it would be good for us to do is just to look, that word look, treasure up. And let's just spend some time, maybe just get a notepad, get, get a pen, and just start writing down. Amidst all the crazy, how has the Lord been faithful to you in 2020? Just look around, treasure it up. Man, how has, how has his grace saved you this year? How has his grace changed you this year? But what's he done? Man, look around, treasure up the goodness of God this year. And then ask him, hey, Christ, where do you need to become king in my heart this year? Where do you need to take reign? I don't know about you, boy, 2020 has like put a microscope over all my imperfections. But <laughs> they've all just kind of risen to the surface. All my insecurities, all my failures, all my imperfections. I don't know about you, man, 2020 has just brought it to the surface. And I'm more aware of them than ever. And what God is saying is this. He's not trying to shame me. What, try, what God, I feel like, is telling me is this. Hey, Nate, would, would you let me be the king of that? Your fear of failure. Would you let me be the king of that? Hey, hey this, uh, you know this inability to have control over all things and this, would you let me have control over that? Hey, the hurt and the pain that you've gone through, would you let me be your healer? Would you, would you ask me? Would you ponder that? What do you need God to be for you right now? That's what it means to ask. Let's look, let's treasure up. Then let's ask. But let's find this and then when he reveals it, this is what the passage says is, let's walk in it. That you and I would begin to take some new steps. That you and I, see, this is the beauty of the church. All of us, no matter how long you've been a Christian, we all have room to grow, don't we? This is what makes it so good to be the church. The commonality is none of us are perfect, only one is. And God is saying, hey, I want you to look. I want you to ask. And then I want you to be a community that begins to walk in my way. Man, I have the good way. I am the good way. This is why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Man, I have a way. And what happens is this. When we walk in his ways, here's the beauty. We find rest for our souls. Rest that this world doesn't offer. Rest that no political party can give us. Rest in this grace. He saves us from ourselves. He saves us from hurts. This is why Jesus even says this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all of you who are burdened and weary, and I will give you rest for your souls. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Northside, that's my prayer. This week, as we wind down 2020, we would begin to treasure up our Savior. We would begin to treasure up the one who came to save us. We would begin to treasure up the one who has more growth for us to experience in our heart and in our soul and in our mind that we would treasure up the one who has gifted us and called us to be his sons and daughters, to bring his hope and his name and his grace to the world, and that we would be ones who allow him to be our king. See, this is how we look at 2021 with hope. Not that maybe things will get better, but we know that the one who is better is here. Let's take some time today. Let's take some time right now. Look. Ask, walk, and find rest for our souls. Let me pray for us right now. Father, thank you. God, thank you that we get to take a deep breath here at the end of the year. Father, for the times that we've had with family, and Lord, I know there's a feeling of isolation and some traditions didn't get to happen. And in the midst of those absent moments, we remember you're with us. God, we thank you that even this moment we get to meet online together as your people filled with your Holy Spirit, your presence. And God, I just pray right now for us as your church, as we wrap up 2020, as we head into 2021, Father, more than anything else, Jesus, we want you. So today, no matter what we're wrestling through, God, would you help us to be open and honest to you? God, would you help us right now in this moment to allow you to be the road that we take? God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. God bless you guys. I'll see you in 2021.